When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. This makes me sad. Oscar Mayer, the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, is getting a name change. Now, when I first saw the headline mentioning Oscar Mayer's Wienermobile, I thought, are they canceling the Wienermobile? Are they shutting that service down? But no, they're not shutting it down. They're rebranding the hot dog vehicle. Wait, what? Yes, they announced that the hot dog shaped vehicles are being rebranded in honor of the company's new 100% beef franks. Okay, so now it's going to be called the Frankmobiles. The fleet will hit the highways this summer and will have painted lettering that referenced the vehicle's new name and all beef frank recipe the photo you see uh will also going to have decals that say keep it oscar and please do not lick <laughs> oh it's so funny now the original wienermobile debuted in 1936 at the general body assembly plant in chicago the rebrand comes nearly 87 years after the Wienermobile's historic debut. So they've converted its six-vehicle Wienermobile fleet into Frankmobiles. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. They can do what they want. Uh, that's fine. Uh, and apparently they're going to, the people who work on the Wienermobile, the drivers, we talk about uh, job openings for that particular job uh, every year or every couple of years um, they were formerly called hot doggers and now they're going to be known as Frank Furters <laughs> uh, they're also uh, renaming its wiener whistles to Frank Whistles I, I have a wiener whistle around here somewhere you could quote me on that uh, I, I I love the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. So, I mean, it's, come on now. It's a beloved, iconic vehicle on the road. And whenever you see it, you have to take a picture of it. You have to see it. You have to stop where it's at. It's a must. So the 100% beef franks, which Oscar Mayer is saying, hey, 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 we prioritize taste over everything. So no matter what kind of hot dog you enjoy this summer, if it's Oscar Mayer, you know it will be 100% tasty and 100% make you smile. Eh, okay. So uh, they will, will host a Franks for Franks promotion this summer where Frankfurters will give coupons for free packs of Oscar Mayer 100% beef Franks to Frankmobile customers who are named Frank. <laughs> so any iteration of Frank, you're going to get a free a coupon for a free package of Oscar Mayer 
beef franks. Must everything change? Must everything change? I guess so. I guess so. This just, I don't know, kind of hits home. My gosh, what are we doing? It's the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. That's what it is. And you know what? You can call it the all beef Frank Frank Mobile all you want. And you can call the hot doggers Frankfurters all you want. But to me, it will always be the Wiener Mobile. I mean, really, I should have put this in <laughs> Who Died Today? Who Died Today? The Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Dead at the age of 87 years of age. Reborn as the Frankmobile. Ugh. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. <laughs> This is kind of a weird story. Uh, I'm not real sure what to make of this story. Uh, In Colombia, on the 1st of May, 2023, just 18 days from today, earlier than today, if you're listening live, today is the 18th of May, 2023. Uh, Thank you, by the way, for listening. Uh, On May 1st in Colombia, a plane crashed. There were adults and children on the plane. Now... They've been searching for, you know, for this wreck. They've found the wreckage and they've also claimed that they found three adult bodies, but they have not found the children that were on the plane. Four children. They have not found them. Okay. Now, the mother and the four children were from the Hutoto ethnic group. I think that's how you pronounce it. H-U-I-T-O-T-O. Hutoto ethnic group and so they've they've shown they've shown some pictures out there in the jungle of some stuff that they found around the crash and from the crash to make them to believe that the children i guess may still be alive possibly i find the just as a side note i'm reading the story about this and they have pictures of the mother and the children and the missing children all have their faces blurred out I mean, okay, so I I get that we're supposed to blur out the children's faces, but how are we supposed to know them if we see them? Like, let's say I'm wandering through the jungle of Colombia and I run across a couple of kids. I don't know if they're the children from the plane crash because their face doesn't look like it's blurred out. Anyway, (laughs) uh, the head of Colombia, the president, he announced that the four children had been miraculously rescued from the plane crash in the Amazon. Uh, Okay, so um, the armed forces were like, well, no, uh, we really didn't find any survivors. Uh, We found the bodies of the adults, but we really haven't found the kids. So we don't know what he's talking about. So now he's being accused of, uh, you know, giving the country false hope because he said they it's a joy for the country. <laughs> uh, okay, but the military said no, we we haven't found them. So people are all wound up at the president of Colombia for you know giving them false hope. 
I don't know what good comes of it. I don't know why it's such a big deal to say that they found the missing children. Uh, it's sad. The whole thing is really sad. I doubt very much they survived this plane crash. The adults certainly didn't survive. And if they survived, are they wandering around the Amazon? Sure, it's possible, I guess, that four kids are wandering around the Amazon after a plane crash. But you would... You'd maybe figure that you would the, the kids would maybe stay close to the crash. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't understand why the president of Colombia would say, "Hey, we found them." <laughs> yeah, it's a remote location out there, and uh, man, we found the dead bodies of the adults, but the children. Yay, we found them. It's a joy for the country. And then the military is like. Yeah, no, we've had about a hundred soldiers and dogs out here, and we haven't found anyone. So, sorry. <laughs> okay. I mean, there's a 13-year-old, a 9-year-old, a 4-year-old, and an 11-month-year-old. That's really sad. But I don't think they survived. And I don't understand why the president would say, well, we found them. I just doesn't make any sense to me. Now, I admit there's a lot of things that don't make a lot of sense to me, like the Meghan Markle, Harry, Prince Harry story. If you follow me on YouTube, uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, you know I posted a YouTube short yesterday on this very subject. You can, of course, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can subscribe to, or you can follow me on Twitter, at JeffyJFR. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. You can follow me on Cameo, at JeffyJFR. If you order a Cameo, that's not free. Uh, Cameo is my pimp, but uh, just tell them that you want me to be happy, sad, glad, whatever, and I will, uh, I'll do it, because I'm working for cameo now and i also uh do this show chewing the fat which you can uh email the show chewing the fat at theblaze.com at any time and you should subscribe to this show if you're listening right now and you're not a subscriber uh you are a freeloader and nobody likes a freeloader everybody likes free stuff but nobody likes a freeloader so how about you subscribe to chewing the fat okay thank you very much you can any platform that warms the little little cockles of your innards yeah something like that it warms whatever <laughs> you should be a subscriber so anyway yesterday uh a spokesman for prince harry and Meghan markle said they were in a near catastrophic car chase with paparazzi so she had this big event in new york that she brought harry and her mother to it was the Ms. Foundation Women of Vision Awards. I think that she won the award, actually, for the Ms. Foundation Women of Vision Awards, or at least received an award from them. So, anyway, they were leaving. And I saw the footage of them arriving at this event, and then I saw the footage of them leaving, and, you know, everybody was taking pictures. And, of course, you know, the paparazzi, Harry and Meghan in New York, uh, was a, you know, it was a big deal. Now, they claim that on their ride away from this event, they were pursued. In fact, the team said it was a relentless pursuit 
lasting over two hours, resulting in multiple near collisions involving other drivers. The NYPD confirmed that police helped the couple's security team amid their challenging travel. Uh, but I, as soon as I heard this, I'm like, no, this, I'm sorry. No, I don't believe it. There's no way there was a two hour chase, high speed chase in New York city, in Manhattan. No, sorry. That just, (laughs) uh, no, I I don't believe it. And uh, so, uh, again, the police said that, uh, the authorities didn't call it a chase. Uh, the taxi driver who briefly helped the family, uh, said there were no crashes, no injuries or arrests. Huh? Okay. Uh, and, uh, of course they went to a police precinct for a while until it was safe for them to leave. Well, they used the words until the coast was clear. (laughs) Okay. Uh, there's no way this is true. I'm sorry. No. And the taxi driver said, nah, nah, it was no crashes. No, everything was fine. It was New York. What are we even doing here? And I know Harry, you know, blames the paparazzi for his mom's death. Uh, no question. Her and her boyfriend, the Dodi El Fayad and the car driver, Henry Paul, uh, in the tunnel in Paris. We all remember that shot and all of that. But, um, I'm sorry, and Megan, you are you are no Diana. Okay, sorry. Now I realize that uh, Harry got a lot of press uh, the last couple of weeks concerning him going to the coronation, and you did not. I know there was footage. <laughs> there was footage of some guy that went there that they were saying was Megan in disguise really funny the guy was uh, i don't know he wrote a song or something for the king I, I don't remember what his deal was easy enough to find out but uh they were saying <laughs> uh the internet sleuths were saying that it was megan in disguise really funny uh really funny and he had to come out and say i wasn't megan that's me oh okay all right you got us uh, sorry about joking around. Anyway, uh, I know that Harry got a lot of press. And so Megan and Harry need to get back in the news again. And so, you know, we want to have that strained relationship with the paparazzi and the media. And we think that we're in this catastrophic car chase. No one believes that. Sorry. I know that they just arrested another stalker outside their house in California. Uh, I'm sorry, the Montecito Mansion. Uh, the security staff placed the person under arrest. So I guess the stalker was uh, wandering around and he'd been he'd been on or close to the property a couple other times. So they did uh, a citizen's arrest and waited for the police to arrive. Okay. I mean, I, I believe they've had problems uh, with stalkers at their property before. Uh, no question. But uh, that's at their property in Montecito, which, by the way, is a pretty protected area, and you have security. So when you're watching, like in New York, they were getting in their vehicle with security. So it's just the strangest thing. I don't know why they would do it. It doesn't make any sense to me. But there's no way that it happened the way they say it happened. Just didn't. Sorry. Don't believe it. All right, let's go to the break room. (laughs) I need something cold to drink desperately. (laughs) 
I mean, we've talked about it, uh, that it, it, we've said that it wasn't going to happen, and then we said it probably could happen. Well, we know now it is going to happen. The Tony Awards, June 11th, will be televised as originally planned, but will be unscripted. <laughs> because of the writer's strike. Now, I'm all for the writers, 100%. I want the writers to get everything they deserve. 100%. But come on now. We're making such a big deal about the Tonys and, and the award show being unscripted. Now, I know that they said Lin-Manuel Miranda had been tapped to write an opener, which I'm sure would have been, you know, tremendous. But he wanted he didn't want to do that so that he was in solidarity with the WGA members. Got it. I got no problem. And they've been off since the second. I mean, holy cow, it's time to make a deal. Let's make this thing happen. But uh, the Tony Awards are going to move forward with an unscripted televised broadcast. So I uh, guess Ariana DeBose is still expected to helm the ceremony uh, in some capacity with, uh, you know, musical numbers. So I don't know that Ariana will be able to come out and say, hello, welcome to the Tony Awards. Tonight, we are going to show you performances from some of the top shows on Broadway and beyond. Let's get started. Welcome to all our guests and you, the viewing audience. Let's get started. Here's a number from... Now we have the nominations for Best Dance Move with the Right Foot. And the nominees are... And the winner is... There, I did it for you, Ariana. Uh, it's going to be difficult to pull that off, man, with the unscripted... <laughs> I mean, come on. According to the Drudge Report, and I'm not a, I haven't read the Drudge Report in a long time, but I guess he dropped a siren blaring scoop yesterday announcing the eminent shakeup at Fox News, reporting that Sean Hannity will take over the 8 p.m. slot. That's where Tucker was. Um, I don't know that, I mean, okay, Sean. I mean, good for you. No problem. I hope you do. Uh, Hannity's new gig, as well as report both Jesse Waters and Greg Gutfeld would be heading to prime time. Waters, I mean, he hosts the uh, 7 p.m. show, right? And then Gutfeld hosts the late night show at 11. Those are top-rated shows. And then the five which that slot was made, uh, you know, a hit slot by, I don't know, a guy by the name of Glenn Beck at 5 p.m. And they've just stayed alive after Glenn left. Uh, he made that time slot a hit. Anyway, uh, I see this also. I didn't realize this. Sean Hannity broke the record for the longest-running cable news primetime host. Wow! Eclipsing Larry King. At 25 years, 6 months, and 15 days. And this happened last year. I mean, congratulations to Sean. That's incredible. So I don't know what's going to happen. Are they going to, you know, is, is Sean able to, you know, fill the shoes of Tucker? I don't know. The lineup probably stands pretty steady. I'm not sure what happens uh, to, I mean, they talk about, uh, you know, they had rotated hosts with Killamide and Lawrence Jones and Kylie McEnany and uh, uh, Will Kane. 
I will say this. Uh, Will Kane is the new... I mean, Will, Will's going to be doing the morning show. We're not putting him on prime time. All right. He needs to be the face of the morning show. And uh, that just that just needs to happen like right now. All right. I know that uh, Mr. Ducey would be against that. But uh, Will just needs to be in charge of the morning show. Let's just make that happen right now. And uh, Lawrence and Brian and Kaylee, they can, you know fight over whatever slots they have uh you know i like them all now i will say this uh pretty amazingly uh msnbc msnbc beat fox news in prime time this past monday (laughs) wow total viewers and in the key 2554 age demo uh, which is, you know, of course, obviously, you know, this favored by advertisers. Rachel Maddow beat Hannity at 9 p.m. <laughs> that just doesn't happen. Uh, yeah, it's good that they got rid of Tucker, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, holy cow. If Rachel is beating Hannity at 9, I think that's moving him to 8 is going to help. I don't know. Uh, Rupert, give me a call. Uh, email me, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. You know, maybe you and I could sit down and figure out a lineup that will work for you. Oh, and congratulations to the strippers in uh, California who are uh, poised to be unionized. So dancers at LA's Star Garden Topless Dive Bar are uh, set to be unionized strippers in the United States. An official union vote count was scheduled for today, I believe, uh, after the club's management agreed to stop opposing it, leaving the dancers, uh, they're going to join the 51,000 members Actors Equity Association. All right, it's been 15 months since they've been trying to uh, unionize. And the dancers, of course, you know, they had their their, uh, cause... Uh, they kept wanting to bring attention to their cause, obviously. And uh, they had, uh, you know, twerking class heroes, dress as your club's OSHA violation. <laughs> That's funny. So uh, congratulations to the strippers. I, I don't know if that just means the L.A. place or if all strippers now can join the union. But if you can, I would, you know, jump into the Aquitor. It's not the Aquitors. The aquifers, it's the Actors Equity Association. That's the union, okay? Wow. He's get it right. And in some sad, unsurprising news, the um, coffee shop named The Anarchist. It's a coffee shop that opened in March of last year. It billed itself as an anti-capitalist, anti-colonial cafe shop and radical community space on stolen land. <laughs> that's a that's a big billing space for a coffee shop. Anyway, uh, it's uh, it's got to close down. Yeah, it's going to close down. A uh, big surprise that uh, the anti-capitalist cafe suffered from uh, you know capitalist headaches like not bringing in enough cash. <laughs> amazing, amazing that the anarchist. The place that billed itself as an anti-capitalist, anti-colonial cafe, shop, and radical community space on stolen land didn't get enough business to stay open. 
I mean, that's kind of a good thing, really. So yesterday, Montana governor. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Signed a bill banning TikTok from operating in the state. Period. For years, the app owned by Beijing-based ByteDance. I know they've been on the hot seat and over national security concerns. And uh, they have over a billion users. <laughs> so a lot, a lot of people not too concerned over <laughs> over the national security concern. But, you know, they, absolutely they should be. And it's not a billion here in America. Hello, we don't even have a billion people. We have about 150 million on TikTok. So... Uh, some local lawmakers, Congress, the White House, they're all fearing that TikTok could hand over uh, user data to the Chinese government. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't worry about the people in office doing that. <laughs> uh, we have a congressman still in office that was sleeping with a Chinese spy, but don't worry about that. Let's just worry about the app, shall we? So they're worried that they're going to you know, manipulate content. Uh huh. Now, ByteDance has never provided any data uh, to the Chinese government. That's what they said. Uh huh. So we have 25 states and all federal agencies have banned TikTok from government issued devices. Okay, so Montana is just taking that a little step farther. Uh, so starting January 1st, the state's new law would ban TikTok in all capacities meaning Montana would prohibit app stores like Google and Apple from making TikTok available to download in the state. The app and the app stores could face a fine of 10000 a day if they violate the law. Individual users wouldn't face any fines, but the state said it plans to put hurdles in place to make it more difficult to download TikTok. Boy, that's going to be that's going to be tough to to make enforce that. <laughs> uh, good luck. Now Montana says the new law, there's one way the ban can be avoided. If ByteDance sells the app to another country that the U.S. does not consider as a foreign adversary. Something that's unlikely to happen. Although, let's see what TikTok said here in this statement. Uh, It infringes on our First Amendment rights uh, of the people of Montana. And it will work to defend the rights of users. The ACLU also said that the law violates free speech. Google and Apple have not commented. Meanwhile, experts predict the law will be challenged in court. You think? Uh, So we'll see what happens. Uh, That's a big step. Although I will say this, just as a side note. Now, remember we talked about... uh, We talked about TikTok and what happens with the information. I remember uh, Jeff Brown from 
the brownstone research or the bleeding edge he had done a few years ago and I, i'm pretty pretty sure we talked about it here uh, on chewing and he had a researcher reverse engineer tiktok to determine you know what information was being sent back to bite dance the app collects everything about the user's phone it documents the phone's hardware specs and every app that's been downloaded it pings the phone's gps location roughly every 30 seconds that means i mean it knows where you are at all times it knows which wi-fi networks its users connect to it documents the address of the router as well as every other device connected to each network that's the thing that uh, <laughs> that's the thing that's kind of concerning to me. Nothing else is though. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if they're they know the Wi-Fi network, they know the router, the address of the router, as well as every other device connected to that network. Wow, amazing! And so, also the software code uh, to they've written the code to potentially download software to Android phones and then run that software without the user's knowledge or consent. Huh? I mean, there's no way that would happen, right? Right. <laughs> so we'll see. I know that. Uh, I mean, TikTok has been a, a whirlwind for sure in the u.s and i don't have it on my phone and uh, i fought to keep it off of phones in my domain which i lost that battle by the way i lost that battle a while ago and uh, i have been caught you know i've been shown stuff on tiktok Uh, i love the asmr stuff amsr asmr and uh it's easy to get it's easy to get hooked man (laughs) and you just start scrolling and you're in and once you're in it you are in it i don't think that's doom scrolling but it certainly could be i think it's more of boredom scrolling and i'm just hey let's keep watching but uh it's not on my phone (laughs) and i will say this uh montana okay so good for montana you know for doing this but they have what 15 people there so is that going to affect TikTok if the people of in Montana don't use TikTok? I mean, okay, well, okay, not 15 people. I know Yellowstone uh, made a big deal about people moving to Montana. So 20 people in Montana have TikTok. I mean, I think they'll be okay. And I don't know how you stop it. I mean, sure, they could, you know, they could absolutely make it possible for, uh, anybody that has an IP address or in Montana to not be able to download the TikTok TikTok app. Sure. And, you know, maybe that's what they'll end up doing. But I I don't I, I don't not foresee that happening. I just don't. But good luck. Good luck to Montana. And uh, believe me, I don't want information going back to China that we have anyway. But I feel like, and this is the wrong way to feel. This is the wrong way to feel. I want to be clear about that. It's the wrong way to feel. I feel bad about feeling this way. (sighs) They've already got it. I mean, uh, Google, Facebook, Twitter, Apple, they've already got it. So what's the point? (laughs) 
I don't know if it was my cousin. I think it was my cousin who said it first, and then my grandfather adopted it at his line, as his line because my cousin said it to him. But uh, who cares and what's the use? I mean, sure, we found out that household debt uh, is at a record high, uh, you know, $17 trillion with persistent credit card debt and rising delinquency rates. Sure. Yeah, that probably is a problem. Delinquency is rising. To, uh, you know, the debt is, uh, let's see, when debt is 90 plus days past due, delinquency is seriously rising. The Fed's report showed that 4.57% of credit card debt transitioned to serious delinquency last quarter, up from 3.4% in quarter one. And credit card holders aged 18 to 29. of balances were in serious delinquency. Wow. Um, Auto loan delinquencies are higher than they were before the pandemic for those under 40. The average monthly car payment is $729. (laughs) That is an amazing number. Mortgage debt increased by $127 million in the first quarter reaching a $12.04 trillion balance, even though mortgage orientations were way down. I didn't have anything to do with the Fed rate increase. Student debt saw a slight decrease. How could they even be using that? I mean, those payments have all been on pause. Nobody's even supposed to be paying them. And the debt balances are $3 trillion higher than the pre-pandemic. But the Fed's trying to say, well, there's a bright spot. Many households are still more financially stable than they were before, thanks to the mortgage refi boom in 2020 and 2021 when the rates were their lowest. Is it a bright spot, though? So I go back to who cares and what's the use? So, Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport, DFW International Airport, one of the world's biggest and busiest airports. I mean, the airport itself is bigger than the island of Manhattan. Just amazing. It's huge. Uh, You could taxi into about three or four different counties, I believe, once you land at DFW. Anyway, it's it's for sure one of the busiest. I think the second uh, busiest in the world, maybe the country for sure. And it just announced plans for a new terminal. Yay! If the construction being over at at the DFW airport was uh, something that made you happy, don't worry, because it's going to be back under construction again. Uh, they just, I mean, it was under construction forever and it was a nightmare to get around. And so now you kind of know your way around. If you've been there a few times, you kind of know your way in and out and how to get around. It's not the easiest of airports to get around, but you can do it. You know, after you've done it once or twice, you kind of get the idea of how DFW is laid out. Uh, one of the things that really pisses me off about DFW, though, is there's no way to get on the property without paying. Okay, so a lot of airports you're able to just drive in and drop people off at a particular terminal and drive out. 
there you go. You're not, we're not staying. We're just in and out. And the people that we're dropping off are using your product and they're paying to use their, your product, but I'm not. Uh, uh, that is not possible at DFW. Uh, you get charged. <laughs> In fact, I'm afraid sometimes to drive too close to the airport on the highway that passes by, thinking they're just going to charge me to drive by. Oh, amazing. So they just announced that they're going to build a brand new terminal. Terminal F. Terminal F. Amazing. And if that wasn't enough, uh, if building a whole new terminal wasn't enough, you know what we need to do is we need to throw a terminal that's already built into construction and remodel that thing. Right. Let's do that with Terminal C, shall we? Right. So let's build a new one for $1.6 billion. And I guarantee it's going to be more than $1.6 billion. We're going to charge more for people to come onto the airport property to pay for Terminal F. And uh, then the airport is going to start construction on the new uh, on the new terminal C because they want to do a major reimagining of terminal C. Oh, that's so special. Now, that's the main terminal for American Airlines, which is I mean, DFW Airport is their hub. And so they just signed a new deal with American Airlines for 10 years, another 10-year deal that American will use DFW International for their hub. So part of the the project for the reimagining, that's uh, $2.72 billion. They're going to gut and redo the area in phases so American Airlines can continue operations there. Yeah, we don't want to stop operations we don't want to have them move maybe to another terminal because it sounds like they're darn near almost just knocking c down and building a new one but no they're reimagining uh terminal c yay look it's been in its original state for 50 years has it though has it if you say so if you say so so now with the new terminal you'll have more space oh that's great and uh we we plan to finish by 2028 Uh uh-huh and we're just going to tear down 400 columns to improve walkability. We're going to add glass, tall glass windows. Oh, that's good. Because we want it to look like the new wing, uh, the new Terminal F that we're building. <laughs> and we should be done, ah, uh, you know, in 10 years or so. So it'll be beautiful. So if you're busy traveling the world or the U.S., odds are you're going to come through Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport. And just know it's going to be fun for the next few years as we add a new terminal f and we reimagine terminal c as long as we're reimagining things uh the world meteorological organization and i love the world meteorological organization i love them they estimate that there's a 66% chance the world will experience warming of 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels, at least temporarily, by 2027. The number, that number, has been the breaking point number uh, for keeping climate change in check, that 1.5 degrees Celsius. So the group, the World Meteorological Organization, Did I say I love them? Yes. Okay, I love them. Uh, The group expects that the extra heat from the natural El Nino weather phenomenon coupled with human-caused 
warming will likely make the next five years the hottest on record. So there is a 66% chance that you may experience warming <laughs> temporarily uh, likely to happen possibly just this is unbelievable so just know that uh, El Nino weather phenomenon coupled with human caused warming is, will likely uh, we're not guaranteeing it here at the World Meteorological Source or I can't even say it the World Meteorological Organization we're not guaranteeing it but we're just saying that it's likely to make the next five years the hottest on record so there is a chance that the temps could may likely warm so be prepared all right i'll leave you with uh, the joke of the day all right the joke of the day here on chewing the fat he started slowly oh i can't i can't do this without uh, my music okay i need to <laughs> uh, i gotta have some love music He started slowly on doing his belt from under the table. She bit her lip. Was this really happening here? F it, she thought, and started on doing her own belt. Oh, yeah. He motioned to the waiter. Another round of wings, please. <laughs> Uh, they smiled at each other knowing they both had room now think about it and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.